Chapter 8, in which Piglet does a very grand thing. Halfway between Pooh's house and Piglet's house was a thoughtful spot, where they met sometimes when they had decided to go see each other, and as it was warm and out of the wind, they would sit there for a little while and wonder what they would do now that they had seen each other. One day, when they had decided not to do anything, Pooh made up a verse about it so that everybody should know what the place was for. This warm and sunny spot belongs to Pooh, and here he wonders what he's going to do. Oh, bother, I forgot it's piglets too. Now, one autumn morning, when the wind had blown all the leaves off of the trees in the night, and I was trying to blow the branches off too, Pooh and Piglet were sitting in the thoughtful spot and wondering. Well, what I think, said Pooh, is I think we should go to Pooh Corner and see Eeyore, because perhaps his house has been blown down, and maybe he would like us to build it for him again. Oh, well, what I think, said Piglet, is I think we should go and see Christopher Robin, only he won't be there, so we can't. Oh, well, let's go around and see everybody, said Pooh, because when you have been walking in the wind for miles, and you suddenly go into someone's house and they say, Oh, hello, Pooh, you are just in time for a little smackerel of something. And you are, well, that is what I call a friendly day. Now, Piglet thought that they ought to have a reason for going to see everybody, like looking for small or organising an expedition, if Pooh could think of something like that. And Pooh could. Yeah, we will go because it's Thursday, he said, and we'll go and wish everybody a very happy Thursday. So come on, Piglet. They got up, and when Piglet had sat down again because he didn't know that the wind was quite so strong and had been helped back up by Pooh, they started off. They went to Pooh's house first, and luckily Pooh was at home just as they got there. So he asked them in, and they had some, and then they went on to Kanga's house, holding on to each other and shouting, Isn't it? And what? And oh, I can't hear you. And by the time they got to Kanga's house, they were so buffeted that they stayed for lunch. And just at first it seemed rather cold outside, so they pushed on to rabbits as quickly as they could. We've come to wish you a very happy Thursday, said Pooh, when he had gotten in and out once or twice just to make sure that he could get out again. Oh, why? What's going to happen on Thursday? said Rabbit. And when Pooh had explained, and Rabbit, whose life was made up of very important things, said, Oh, no, I thought that you had really come about something. They sat down for a little, and then by and by, Pooh and Piglet went back out again. The wind was behind them now, so they didn't have to shout anymore. Rabbit is clever, said Pooh thoughtfully. Yes, said Piglet. Rabbit's clever. And he has a brain. Yes, said Piglet. Rabbit has brain. And there was a long silence. I suppose, said Pooh, that that's why he never understands anything. Christopher Robin was at home by this time because it was the afternoon now. And he was so glad to see them that they stayed there until very nearly tea time. And then they had a very nearly tea, which is one that you forget that you had afterwards. And so they hurried on to Pooh Corner to see Eeyore before it was too late to have a proper tea with Owl afterwards. Hello, Eeyore, they called out cheerfully. Oh, said Eeyore, have you lost your way? No, we just came to see you, said Piglet, and to see how your house was. Oh, look, Pooh, it is still standing. Oh, I know, said Eeyore. Very odd. Someone ought to have come and pushed it down by now. Yeah, we wondered whether the wind would blow it down, said Pooh. Mmm, that's probably why no one bothered, I suppose. I thought maybe they'd forgotten about me, but no. Well, we're very glad to see you, Eeyore, and now we are going to go see Al. Oh, yes, that's right. You will like Al. He flew past me a day or two ago and noticed me. Didn't actually say anything, mind you, but he did know it was me. Very friendly of him, I thought. Oh, how encouraging. 
Pooh and Piglet shuffled around a little and they said, Oh, well then, goodbye, Eeyore, as lingeringly as they could. But they had a long way to go and they wanted to be getting on. Oh, goodbye, said Eeyore. Mind you don't get blown away, little Piglet. You would be missed. People would say, Oh, where's that little Piglet blowing to? They would really want to know they would. Well then, goodbye. Thank you for happening to pass me. Yeah, goodbye, said Pooh and Piglet for the last time, and then they pushed on to Owl's house. And the wind was against them now, and Piglet's ears streamed out behind him like banners as he fought his way along. And it seemed hours before he got them into the shelter of the Hundred Acre Wood. And they stood up straight again to listen a little bit nervously to the roaring of the gale amongst the treetops. Supposing a tree fell down, Pooh, when we were underneath it? Mm, but supposing it didn't, said Pooh, after careful thought, and Piglet was quite comforted by this, and in a little while they were knocking and ringing very cheerfully at Owl's door. Hello, Owl, said Pooh, hope we're not too late for, um, oh, I mean, how are you, Owl? Piglet and I just came to see how you were, because it's Thursday. Oh, sit down, Pooh, sit down, Piglet, said Owl kindly, make yourselves comfortable. And they thanked him, and they made themselves as comfortable as they could. Well, because you see, Al, said Pooh, we have been hurrying so as to be in time for, um, in time for, well, so as to see you before, before we went away again. And Al nodded solemnly. Well, correct me if I am wrong, he said, but am I right in supposing that it is a very blusterous day outside? Oh, yes, very, said Piglet, who was quite thawing his ears and wishing that he was safely back in his own house. "'Oh, yes, I thought so,' said Al. "'It was on just such a blusterous day as this "'that my Uncle Robert, a portrait of whom you see "'up on that wall on your right, Piglet, "'while returning in the late afternoon from a... "'Oh, what was that?' "'And there was a loud cracking noise. "'Oh, look out,' cried Pooh. "'Oh, mind the clock. "'Oh, no, out of the way, Piglet. "'Piglet, oh, no, I'm falling on you, Piglet.' "'Ah, help!' cried Piglet, "'as Pooh's side of the room was slowly tilting upwards.' And his chair began sliding down onto Piglet's, and the clock slithered along the mantelpiece, collecting vases on its way until they all crashed together onto what had once been the floor, but was now trying to see what it would look like as a wall. Uncle Robert, who was going to be the new hearthrug and was bringing the rest of his wall with him as a carpet, met Piglet's chair just as Piglet was expecting to leave it. And for a little while, it became very difficult to remember which way was really north, and then there was another loud crack, and Owl's room collected itself feverishly, and there was silence. In a corner of the room, the tablecloth began to wriggle, and then it wrapped itself into a ball, and then it rolled across the room, and then it jumped up and down once or twice, and put out two ears, and then it rolled across the room again and unwound itself. Pooh, said Piglet nervously. Yes, said one of the chairs. Where are we? Oh, I'm not quite sure, said the chair. Are we... are we in our house? I think so, because we were just going to have tea, weren't we? But we hadn't had it yet. Oh, said Piglet. Well, did Al always have a letterbox in his ceiling? Oh, has he? Yes, look. I can't, said Pooh. I am face downwards underneath something, and that, Piglet, is a very bad position for looking at ceilings. Oh, well, he has, Pooh. Oh, well, maybe he has changed it, said Pooh. You know, just for a change. And then there was a disturbance behind the table in the corner of the room, and then Owl was with them again. Oh, Piglet, said Owl, looking very much annoyed. Where is Pooh? Oh, I'm not sure, said Pooh. And Owl turned at his voice, and he frowned at as much of Pooh as he could see. Pooh, said Owl very severely. Did you do this? No, said Pooh humbly. 
No, I don't think so. Oh, well, then who did? I think it was the wind, said Piglet. I think that your house has blown down. Oh, is that it? I thought that it was Pooh. No, said Pooh. Oh, well, if it was the wind, said Al, considering the matter, then it wasn't Pooh's fault at all. No blame can be attached to him. And with these kind words, he flew up to look at his new ceiling. Piglet, called Pooh, in a loud whisper, and Piglet leant down towards him. Yes, Pooh? What did he say was attached to me? No, he said he didn't blame you. Oh, I thought that he meant... Oh, yes, I see. Al, said Piglet, come down and help Pooh. An owl, who was admiring his letterbox, flew down again, and together they pushed and they pulled at the armchair, and in a little while Pooh came out from underneath it and was able to look around him again. Well, said Al, well, this is a nice state of things. What are we going to do, Pooh? Can you think of anything? asked Piglet. Oh, well, I, I had just thought of something, said Pooh. Oh, it was just a little thing that I thought of, and then he began to sing. I lay on my chest. And I thought it best to pretend I was having an evening rest. Yes, I lay on my tum and I tried to hum, but nothing particular seemed to come. Oh, my face was flat on the floor, and that is all very well for an acrobat, but it doesn't seem fair to a friendly bear to stiffen him out with a basket chair, and a sort of a squoze which grows and grows is not quite nice for his poor old nose, and a sort of a squatch is just too much for his neck and his mouth and his ears and such. And that's all I thought of, said Pooh. And Al coughed in an admiring kind of a way, and then he said that if Pooh was sure that that was all, then they could now give their minds to the problem of escape. Because, said Al, we can't go out by what used to be the front door, because something has fallen on it. Oh, but how else can we get out? asked Piglet anxiously. Oh, that is the problem, Piglet, to which I am asking Pooh to give us his mind. And Pooh sat on the floor, which had once been a wall, and he gazed up at the ceiling, which had once been another wall with a front door in it, which had once been a front door, and he tried to give his mind to it. "'Well, could you fly up to the letterbox with Piglet on your back?' he asked. "'No,' said Piglet quickly. "'No, he couldn't.' And then Al explained about the necessary dorsal muscles. He had explained this to Pooh and Christopher Robin once before, and he had been waiting ever since for a good chance to do it again, because it's the kind of thing which you could easily explain twice before anybody knows what on earth you're talking about. "'Well, you see... Because, you see, Al, if we could get Piglet into the letterbox, then he might squeeze through the place where the letters come, and then he could climb down the tree, and then he could run and fetch help. Piglet said hurriedly that he had been getting much too big lately, and he couldn't possibly, much as he would like to. And Al said that he had had this letterbox made bigger lately, in case he got any bigger letters, so perhaps Piglet might. And then Piglet said, oh, but you said the necessary you-know-whats wouldn't, Al. And Al said, oh, yes, no, they won't. So it's no good thinking about it. And then Piglet said, well, we better think of something else then. And he began to at once. But Pooh's mind had gone back to the day when he had saved Piglet from the flood. And everybody had admired him so much. And as that didn't happen very often, he thought that he would very much like it to happen again. And then suddenly, just as it had come before, an idea came to him. Al, said Pooh, Al, I have thought of something. Oh, astute and helpful bear, said Al, and Pooh looked proud at being called a stout and helpful bear, and he said modestly that he just happened to think of it, you know. What if you tied a piece of string to Piglet, and then you flew up to the letterbox with the other end in your beak, and you pushed it through the wire, and then he brought it down to the floor, and you and Pooh pulled as hard as you could at this end, and then Piglet went up slowly at the other end, and then there you were. Oh, and there Piglet is, said Al, if the string doesn't break, of course. Oh, supposing that it does, asked Piglet, really wanting to know. 
Oh, well, then we'll try again with another piece of string. It was not very comforting to Piglet, because however many pieces of string they tried pulling up with, it would always be the same him coming down clunk on the other end. But still, it did seem to be the only thing to do, so with one last look back in his mind at all the happy hours that he'd spent in his life not being pulled up to the ceiling by a piece of string, Piglet nodded bravely at Pooh, and he said that it was a very clever pup pup, a very clever pup pup, a very clever plan. Well, it won't break, whispered Pooh comfortingly, because you are a small animal, and I will stand underneath, and then if you save us all, it will be a very grand thing to talk about afterwards. And perhaps I'll even make up a song, and then people will say, oh, it was so grand what Piglet did that a respectful Pooh song was made all about it. And Piglet felt much better after this, and when everything was ready, and he found himself slowly going up to the ceiling, he was so proud that he would have called, look at me! if he hadn't been afraid that Pooh and Al would let go of their end of the string when they looked at him. Well, up we go, said Pooh cheerfully. Yes, the ascent is proceeding as expected, said Al helpfully, and soon it was all over. And Piglet opened the letterbox and he climbed in, and then, having untied himself, he began to squeeze into the slit, through which in the old days, when front doors were front doors, many an unexpected letter that Wall had written to himself had come slipping in. He squeezed and he squoze, and then with one last squuzz, he was out. Happy and excited, he turned around to squeak a last message to the prisoners. Oh, it's all right, he called through the letterbox. Your tree's blowing right over, Al, and there's a branch across the front door, but Christopher Robin and I can move it, and then we'll bring a rope for Pooh, and I'll go and tell him that right now, and I can climb down quite easily. I mean, it is very dangerous, but I can do it all right, and Christopher Robin and I will be back in about a half an hour, okay? Goodbye, Pooh. And then without waiting to hear Pooh's answering goodbye, and thank you, Piglet, he was off. Oh, half an hour, said Al, settling himself comfortably down. Well, this will just give me time to finish the story that I was telling you about my Uncle Robert, a portrait of whom you see underneath you, Pooh. Oh, now let me see. Where was I? Oh, yes, it was on just such a blusterous day as this that my Uncle Robert... And then Pooh closed his eyes.